0: welcome to this month's freebie of our patreon bonus podcast top rope nation extra if you didn't know extra is a weekly bonus show we do for our supporters over on patreon in addition to the 15 minute teasers of these shows that i sometimes post here on our main feed like i did last week once per month i like to post a full edition of our extra bonus shows as a freebie here on our main feed so that's what i'm doing this week on Top Rope Nation Extra this week, it was Justin and Kyle breaking down Wednesday night's edition of AEW Dynamite and previewing this weekend's Full Gear pay-per-view. Now, Justin and I will actually be attending Full Gear in person in Minnesota this weekend, so this week's regular flagship podcast will be our review of the pay-per-view and our live reaction from being at the show that will either occur late saturday night immediately following the pay-per-view when we get back to our hotel or late sunday evening when we get home we'll see how saturday night goes in the meantime enjoy this month's freebie edition of top rope nation extra previewing full gear and as i said earlier if you want to hear this bonus show in full each and every single week click the link in the podcast description and sign up to become a patron. There are now close to 60 bonus podcasts that you will gain access to the minute you sign up. That includes 23 editions of Top Rope Nation Classics with a new edition coming later this month on Survivor Series 1996, and 35 editions of Top Rope Nation Extra with that number growing each and every week. All that in addition to ad-free early release access to our weekly flagship podcast, Patreon is the best way to support our show. Enjoy tonight's show, and we'll be coming at you again with this week's flagship podcast following AEW Full Gear.
1: What is going on? This is Top Rope Nation Extra. We are live in the Spotify green room. I am Kyle Ross, soon to be joined by my good close personal friend and yours, Justin Joint. We are here to talk about AEW Dynamite, November 10th, 2021, and also preview the pay-per-view, which takes place this Saturday, full gear. Uh, let me bring my good friend on right now, Mr. Justin Joint. How you doing tonight?
2: Freaking excellent after that show.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I want to ask you this question right off the rip. You're going to the pay-per-view on Saturday with Ryan. The three of us, you, Ryan, and myself, we're all at All Out in Chicago. Are you looking more... Or less, or the same, uh, to ahead uh, to uh, full gear this Saturday compared to all out. Rate your excitement level of going to these two pay per views. As I botched that question a little bit.
2: Um, so it depends on the factors. If 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 I'm taking into an account that you know you're not going to be at this one, you were at the last one, so you know obviously that's not as much fun. Um. That was my, you know, All Out was the first wrestling show I went to live in quite a long time, you know, even outside of the pandemic. Um, so that was incredibly exciting. My first AEW show, period. Um, but just just looking mm-hmm. at it from the AEW, you know, in the other part, I'm not going to run into you randomly in an elevator, you know, this weekend. <laughs> unless unless there's going to be a bigger surprise than then Danielson showing up at all out.
1: <laughs> I- I'm going to show up Don Callis style when you least expect it.
2: <laughs> uh, but um, no, just looking at it from the wrestling aspect. So the big thing with all out was CM Punk's first match in seven years. Yes. And all the rumors of like Ruby Soho and Danielson mm. and, Maybe uh, Adam Cole showing up. This one for me is kind of built around number one, Hangman Page. You know, he has got to finally get that title. uh, And I am extremely excited to see that. I'm sure we'll get more into that later. Um, And then also, once again, uh, Punk except this time it's not about seeing you know punk's big return it's one of the hottest feuds in professional wrestling right now um so i would say it's actually about even um if not maybe just i mean by the slightest margin a little bit more hyped for this upcoming one
1: as someone who is not going saturday i think from a card perspective I'm actually more excited about Saturday than I was to the one that I went to in Chicago all out uh as our as the late great gorilla monsoon once said, You take a look at this card that they've got uh coming up here in Minneapolis. every match could be a main event any in any arena in the country, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a stacked card. I mean, really, uh, you know, I'm joking with a little bit with the Monsoon reference. Any of the now nine matches on this pay-per-view card could certainly main event dynamite. And some of them you would would obviously like, you know, Hangman and Omega you would not put on TV. But my God, this is one of the deepest cards for any pay-per-view I can remember in recent memory. Yeah, and we're awesome. going to run through them all tonight, folks. We're going to talk about what happened uh, on Dynamite tonight, and then bridge uh, to the pay per view. Give us our, give you our thoughts and predictions. Uh, that's kind of what's on tap for the next hour. By the way, if you want to participate in the show here, very simple. How are you do it? I my God, anyone can do it. You just push that little hand icon. Uh, I'll see your request coming up, uh, and I'll bring you onto the stage. We're already getting some requests. Uh, we'll bring you on. Just hang tight. Uh, Justin and I, I know, do want to get through, uh, you know, some of these uh, previews for Saturday. Justin, go ahead. Well,
2: no, I was just going to say the, the the card is all killer, no filler, which you, I don't think you could have said the same thing for All Out.
1: Yeah, there is no uh, big show or, pardon me, Paul White versus QT Marshall at this show. Uh, no popcorn match whatsoever. Yeah, I, I would have a tough, I would have to run it if I wanted to use the bathroom. Uh, In the building, I'd have to run out during an entrance or something. So let's start with just uh, uh, a couple uh, things that happened tonight. Then we'll get to the um, uh, request to to speak, Brian. I see you there. Just hold on. Just give me a couple minutes here and we will get to you. But speaking of Brian, Brian Danielson opened this show tonight, Justin, uh, wrestling Rocky Romero. Uh, There was a lot of talk online before Dynamite started about what this could mean. Uh, Danielson obviously was not going to lose Rock- to Rocky Romero That was uh, would have been just completely insane uh, Story was that the best friends, including Orange Cassidy Joining the Chaos Faction uh, of New Japan Pro Wrestling At the behest of Kazuchika Okada uh, And Danielson taking on a tough match Just a few days before facing Miro At the pay-per-view uh, Dick Danielson goes over with the Tequila Sunrise I assume you like this match, Mr. Joynt
2: I did like this match, Mr. Ross. Yes. Uh,
1: So I'm watching this match and I'm thinking about Danielson's AEW career to date. And I wrote this in our Facebook group already. And I just wanted to reiterate it for everyone here. I think back, you know, when did he kind of mentally check out of WWE? We know he, he gave an interview and said, eh, you know, I'm, Worked the main event at WrestleMania and I felt nothing. But clearly he had to have at least one foot out the door before that. If he's feeling nothing at WrestleMania, then, you know, (laughs) his passion had to have been killed before that. And I think back to a very random match he had with Drew Gulak. Do you remember this one? I think it was at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view 2020. Might have been the last pay-per-view before the pandemic. It had to be before the pandemic, as a matter of fact, because I know there was a crowd there, given the point that I'm going to make.
2: Vaguely remember it. You starting to talk about is ringing a bell now.
1: Okay. Well, it was well regarded by a lot of critics online, and you could tell in the aftermath. Like, Danielson, you know, raised Gulak's hand and was trying to get the crowd to cheer for him. But the WWE crowd really didn't give a shit about the match and really wasn't getting into it. And it was obviously a match that Danielson wanted to do. He wanted to try to get Drew Gulak over. I'm sure Vince McMahon did not really want him to do that. And But, you know, he, he respects uh, Brian Danielson enough that he let him do it. Here in AEW, Danielson is getting to have these random matches with this wide variety of opponents. And everyone is into it. So I bring this up to say that's a lot a lot to say uh to make the point brian Jameson's very happy right now with the decision he made <laughs> you can totally tell yeah absolutely
2: i there. there's times when he's in the ring where he just randomly has a giant grin on his face you can tell he's having a blast
1: so well, you didn't think okada was going to show up on tv tonight did you
2: no i did not
1: yeah, I, I look folks, we got a pay per view in a couple days. I think <laughs> there's a lot of matches to promote. I think that's something you can do, uh, certainly after the pay per view, uh, whenever if you've got a chance. But yeah, tonight I don't think it would have been the right time actually. Do we think the change now? Let's turn our focus to the pay per view going from John Moxley to Miro. Do we think that change leads to a change in the booking of the pay per view?
2: That would be a very WWE thing to do to to try and swerve the fans when it, it, arguments could be made for both guys winning, regardless of who ends up as champion. Obviously, Danielson and Omega have some unfinished business. Uh, obviously, having uh hangman go up against a monster heel like miro as is kind of his first big opponent makes a lot of sense but it it just doesn't doesn't seem like that's how you want danielson's first defeat going down and it would make more sense to have his first loss be to hangman because that that just means so much more for hangman to get that victory
1: I agree with that. So, you know, Ryan and I were doing one of these Spotify shows, and we were talking about who goes over in this tournament. We knew it was going to be, at the time, Moxley against Danielson. You know, uh, obviously, Mox had to pull out. We wish him well. Uh, now we've got Mira, And the argument for Moxley, who we all figured was heading for a heel turn, is the same one that you just laid out for Mira, right? He, it would be a heel it's a traditional babyface heel dynamic for Hangman's first big title match, possibly. But I just don't think it's the right time to beat Brian Danielson. I, I always assumed he was going over in this tournament, whether it was against Moxley or now against Miro. I think Brian Danielson needs to win on Saturday.
2: Is that so? Do you think? He doesn't go over Hangman though. If
1: Hangman wins though, right? No, I think I think you made a great point. That would be you could make the case that that's an acceptable first loss for Brian Danielson to lose to the champion, right? Now it'll be an interesting dynamic with the two top baby faces in there. You know who's the crowd going to side with whenever they do that? So I mean, you know that that's kind of the argument. You know, some will make not to do that match. Right, that you maybe could chip away at Hangman's babyface cachet, but this is AEW, and I don't think that's going to be a problem at all. Do you? If they, if it came down to Hangman versus Daniels in an AEW title match, do you think that that's a problem for the presumably new champ, Page?
2: No, I, I think AEW's fans are smart enough to get behind both guys and Everybody's been waiting for this hangman title run for so long that there's zero chance they shit on it just for a Danielson match.
1: Okay, we're going to talk about one more match then, Brian, I'm going to get to you. Uh, Talk about crowd reactions. Very key when we get to the next feud and pay-per-view match. Inner circle against men of the year American top team. The discourse on Twitter over the course of the various segments we've seen the last couple of weeks in this feud divisive, right? It, it, there's been a wide swath of opinions, at least on my timeline. Here's what I'm going to say. I would criticize this feud more if it didn't draw such good heat. Every time out, the people in the building are always into this. I know Chris Jericho stick is kind of lame. He didn't get a chance to do stick tonight, but when he does, you know, eh, the jokes, they are they're not my favorite jokes. But the people in the building like him. They like to sing his song. They like to cheer for him. They like to boo Dan Lambert a lot. He gets great heel heat. Him yelling Boston Crab tonight while doing a championship wrestling from Florida shout-out was very good stuff. Mm-hmm. When he had Jericho uh, in the walls of Jericho. What do you think about this feud?
2: I, I'm probably one of those people on your Twitter feed. I This is not for me, but I can recognize... Why people are digging it. Um, I haven't really been into the American top team. I'm not an MMA guy. I don't follow UFC. So all those people are kind of nothing to me. They don't mean anything. <laughs> and frankly, when they start brawling, their uh, punches and elbows are embarrassing looking and they e- almost immediately take me out of the segment. Uh, but Lambert's doing a hell of a job and the inner circle is certainly over with everybody.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. Jericho reminds me of a late 80s, early 90s baby face that the very small at the time smarky crowd would have rolled its eyes at yet was always popular in the building. You don't have that a lot in 2021 wrestling, that kind of dynamic. You know, I'm trying to think of a, a good example to compare i you know here's a guy got you know god bless him he's getting better i hope it provided an update to Hacksaw jim duggan right N- his wwe run not exactly the Smarks choice okay but was jim duggan over every single time he came out
2: sure seemed like it people liked yelling huh?
1: uh, until yeah, until a certain point. I mean, it did get maybe a little towards the end of his WWE run. But you know what I'm saying? And I think comparing 2021 Chris Jericho to like 1991 Jim Duggan, maybe he's a little insane, but I think people get the point. Chris Jericho, the people like him. And as far as American Top Team, um, you're right. I think the striking, it's something we see a lot from people who make the transition from MMA to UFC. Uh, they are overly cautious about pulling their punches and then they look bad. Uh, that they, they do not want a reprisal of Ken Shamrock and Vader. <laughs> that, that when, like, Shamrock just like killed Vader because he wasn't pulling his punches enough. So I, I think that they're overly sensitive about it. And that's why we get that more often than not. Um, it should be pointed out Inner Circle came out. People started to sing the song. They were jumped by Men of the Year American Tattoo. I thought this was an effective go home segment for a match at a pay per view. Uh, they had Lambert power bomb an assisted power bomb off the rope on Jericho through a table. then he puts him in the walls of Jericho, but announces it's actually a Boston crab and like I said he then starts talking about championship wrestling for Florida. I was in tears during that. I, I think Dan Lambert is a tremendous performer. I all, it's really weird what they do with this heel group because based on this thing I would assume the inner circles going over on Saturday, right?
2: Yeah, although I thought it was interesting that they made a point to say that their goal is to make sure Lambert gets the pin on Jericho. That just, that kind of had my brain turning a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you know, men of the year, in specific, they would lose nothing if Lambert takes the fall, right? It's kind of like the whole J.J. Dillon in the first war games, who submitted J.J. Dillon, um, but it all depends on what the future is for this American top team group. If they're sticking around, they should not lose. If it's just a one and done pay-per-view cycle, then of course they'll lose. Uh, And it'll be interesting inner circle. I think they go their separate ways regardless after this pay-per-view though. I'd heard some rumors that Jericho might take time off. I don't know if um, that's still the case, but I'd heard rumors of that. Uh, By the way, speaking of American top team, Jorge Masvidal injured and out of UFC 269. Uh, I don't know if he was injured somehow, do involved involvement with AEW or not, but uh, caught that on ESPN when I was watching the show today. So that was interesting. All right, Brian, I'm going to bring you on. You've been so patient, so kind. You always are every week. Uh, join in. Of course, I am locked out of my phone right now and need to get that back up. All right, Brian, here we go. You there, Brian?
3: Yes, sir. I'm so happy. All right. I'm so happy to to be the third man of this group and can I say Justin, I don't know if I've ever said this before, but you sound very similar to Lance Storm. Have you got that before?
2: I that that doesn't sound like a compliment.
3: No, 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 no. Like you sound like when you're when you're speaking cuz Lance Storm does the the weekly shows for Observer and I'm just like is this Justin Joiner or Lance Storm? I don't even know the difference. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to think I'm trying to think that that is not something that I never thought. No,
3: Kyle, Kyle, listen to a show of Brian and Lance. Um, I think, Uh I think they record this Friday, but I'm so sorry. I interrupted your question. Go ahead.
1: No, no, no. Go ahead. It's not a problem at all, but no, I I mean, I've heard Lance before and I'm trying to like now listen to him in my head and match up with Justin. I don't know. I am going to check that out now. All right, Brian, we've talked about a couple matches for the pay-per-view On Saturday, a little bit about the show tonight. What did you think uh, of the show tonight? And are you looking more forward to full gear than you were all out back in September?
3: So just a quick thing. Was this a go-home show or a dynamite reset show? Because the way the show was constructed – like like Tony D'Angelo. Hey, Chef Kiss. Like, this show kicked so much ass. Like, not only did you have hot angles, you had, obviously, the main event uh, segment. You already touched on the Inner Circle promo. You had Danielson kicking it off. Like, I had never seen a Lee Moriarty match live, and I know you guys will touch on that match shortly. But, oh, my God. Just introducing these new characters and then reintroducing Wardlow, like, Yes. Like get him on my television. I feel like there was an, there was a plan and there was a purpose, not only to get folks to buy this pay-per-view, but to almost reintroduce characters that I've kind of been not forgotten, but they've been kind of in the rear view for a long time. And it's so refreshing to see guys like Wardlow, whether they end up doing some type of split with him and MJF soon. It's just nice to see him on your television screen and get pushed and kill a guy. Like wonderful. Um, out of everything on the show uh, I, I love the miro very short vignette like those things are only a minute and people say oh those are the same i'm just like i i don't care the way he's able to like scare the piss out of you and he was just like i'm the the ending line of his promo where he was like brian i'm going to take you away from your wife so i can be with mine just like wonderful like excellent excellent stuff um, obviously and then Freaking Dax the Axe, like, wanting to freaking kill himself with Pac, Like, right before uh, a crazy potential match with Lucha Part... Uh, I'm sorry, not Lucha House Party. Lucha Brothers. Jesus Christ. Uh, getting my Luchas <laughs> <laughs> across there. Um, this, it was an awesome show. Sorry, guys. I'm excited. Um, Just, like...
1: No, no. It, it wasn't. I'm glad you brought up something that was really key, Ryan, and I saw it on Twitter while I was watching. So this was not a go-home show in the style that wwe does go home shows right Justin, I-, I think you would agree with that too mr joint yeah totally yeah because th- there were guys on the show you brought up the tag match uh with leo and dante against lee moriarty and matt Sydal. those guys don't have anything to do with the pay-per-view but it was some but the crowd was still in that like the crowd didn't see that as like a piss break match as they used to say back in the day anything but I, I feel, you know, in the Wardlow thing, you know, MJF wasn't even out there. I assumed MJF was going to come out and, you know, maybe pick up the scraps and cut a promo. No, they didn't do that. They just showed a video package of him later. It was a very interesting go home show, but it was a very good show. And, you know, obviously the focus, um, you know, in terms of the hard sell, the traditional hard sell was with the main event in that last segment. We'll get to that later on. But I thought, you know, they, Certainly talked about all the matches they needed to, ran down the lineup. Um Yeah, it was very different than how WWE does, where they just hit you over the head in every segment. These two were wrestling on pay-per-view this weekend. This wasn't that. And, again, we always talk about what we what do we want out of AEW? Different, and this was different. Um Go ahead.
2: So it – No, it- Let, hold on. Let me start over here if I can be serious for a minute (laughs) their their TV is almost just, I mean, it's just as important as their pay-per-view. That's why you see all this other stuff that really has nothing to do with the pay-per-views because they still have uh, next week's TV to build to. They still have rampage, you know Um, the pay-per-view is going to sell itself and they've done enough to do that already.
1: Oh yes. and we've talked about this, Justin. I know before. I think we discussed it when uh, before WrestleMania went to two nights. I'm almost positive it was in the aftermath of WrestleMania 35. We discussed this, where you know the weeks or the shows surrounding a pay per view. It's not a bad idea to give it give some of the time to other people who aren't on the pay per view. Because if you do that, then you don't have to jam everyone onto a Mm pay-per-view. Exactly. And that's what they did. I mean, for some folks, okay, like the aforementioned tag match, that was their pay-per-view match, basically. It's a more judicious use of TV time. And you guys will like this. I'm watching the show with my wife, okay? And she says to me, does AEW have more wrestlers than WWE? I said, oh, absolutely not. And she's like, oh, well, it just seems like there's more people in AEW. It says she's like WWE, it always seems like it's just the same people every week. And I said, honey, that's called roster usage. And then, you know, after about two minutes, she got very bored of what I was talking about. But I thought it was a very good job by my wife picking up on that. They do that. They are much better at using their roster than WWE is where they don't allow people to get burnt out.
3: Yeah. And it's interesting Kyle. Cause like it, this was almost, it was a showcase. It was like a go home slash showcase sh- show. And I wonder if, I don't know if Tony, Cody or whomever in the back have been like discussing like the formats or maybe they're worried about the ratings that they're trying to get uh, their numbers back up, but just throwing out jungle boy and uh, uh, oh my God, Anthony Bowens, like let's give him some kudos on that match. Like, showcasing these guys who really need to be on television because the acclaimed once they finally go baby face, man, that pop is going to just be insane. But I think it's such a good strategy to get these different guys out there, especially like Anthony Bowens being a strong, like uh, person in the, uh, you know, uh, gay community, like let's get some variety out there. And I think like through Twitter, I think you guys can uh, agree to this. A lot of people have been like, ah, oh, it's a lot of same, of the white guys, there's not enough women, there's not enough people of color or, uh, you know, sexuality on the show. And, I mean, I would say, okay, this show pretty much gave you everything you want. I, the only thing I could say is, could I have gone without Wheeler uterine and, uh, let's say, uh, Wardlow and maybe add, like, a TBS championship match in there? Probably. I mean, I would have made that adjustment, but that would have been my only feedback to the show.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, Wardlow is tremendous. All right, uh, Tavon, I see you in the waiting room. I'm going to bring you on soon. I want to just roll through a few of the segments before we bring you on, though. Uh, Britt Baker, uh, Ty Conti is your AEW Women's Title match this Saturday. There was a six women tag uh, tonight. Conti getting a decisive pinfall win. That was the obvious and correct call. I thought uh, in this situation. Uh, that's what you do. Uh, you build up the babyface contender. She looks good. Uh, in the last match before the pay per view, I thought Jamie Hader had a good night in this match. She bumped very well for her opponent. So, uh, uh, good job by her. I cannot imagine Justin Britt Baker is going to lose the title on Saturday, but Ty Conti's kind of an ideal opponent in the sense that she's somewhat bulletproof as a babyface. If you want to keep Baker rolling as a heel, Conti's going to keep that dynamic um correct she's she's gonna you know baker's gonna be a heel in that match so i think it's a logical piece of matchmaking by tommy con
2: yeah uh ty conte's kind of new to the title scene uh, uh really a, a good up-and-comer uh it, this doesn't need to be her time like you said she this is a ideal opponent for brit
1: yeah um Something that Brian mentioned a little bit ago, Jungle Boy wrestled Anthony Bowens tonight. It's nice to having Mac uh, to have Max Caster back on national TV rapping again. I know he uh, made a poor choice, but we've all made mistakes in life. You, you live and learn, and it's nice. You know it was great the, the rap he had on Danielson last week. This one was good too. Mentioning Jungle Boy as a girlfriend, of course, that's Anna J. Uh, somebody joked that somewhere Jim Cornette is punching a hole through drywall because you're bringing up. Your good-looking young baby faces have girlfriends. That would have been a big no-no in a different era, but um, it's 2021 now. I don't think that matters. Jungle Boy with a beard, Justin. Some st- I think that was more than a 5 o'clock shadow that he had tonight. Uh, he gets the win. I love the finish with him flipping off Caster uh, while he had Bowens in the snare trap. But the big story, Bobby Fish attacking Jungle Boy afterwards. It
2: kind of makes
1: your thoughts on, on that, and where and where it obviously went with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks.
2: Yeah, it makes you wonder who else could be coming to join the party.
1: Yeah, So, um, just to recap, I, I'm sure you, if you're listening to a recap of a show, you have probably watched it. But if you just come to us uh, for all your information, which you should do, um, I'll break it down for you. Bobby Fish attacks Jungle Boy afterwards. Uh, there is an Adam Cole Young Bucks promo. Cole introduces the Bucks to his friend who is it it's of course Bobby Fish his old pal from the undisputed era in NXT and Justin I picked up on it just as you did you see Cole bringing Fish in they got the rights to the song dance like 99.9 percent might be too low uh, in terms of odds of Kyle O'Reilly coming into AEW, if I was to put it that, I mean, it's a lock, right? It,
2: it makes perfect sense for what we've been talking about for the future. You know, possible Omega and uh, Cole feud. You know, Cole aligns with his his old running mates from uh, a promotion up north.
1: Yeah, and they, they made some funny remarks about Undisputed and Eras and stuff. I thought that was good stuff. And I think Bobby Fish being used in the mercenary role here, a good use of him. He will wrestle Jungle Boy Friday night on Rampage. Brian, one more question. I'm going to have to let you go. Sure. Um, do you like how they merged two matches from Tony Khan's notebook that was leaked into one match? A six-man six false count anywhere. It's going to be Christian and Jurassic Express against the super clicks. On the notebook, if you recall, it was Christian versus Adam Cole in a singles match and Jurassic Express versus Young Bucks. Do you like the six man dynamic better than a one-on-one in a tag team or what that
3: I mean I don't really think there's a wrong answer there. I mean I feel like the Bucks and I uh Jurassic Express have wonderful chemistry. I personally I think I would have been okay with having uh, Cage and uh, Cole have a singles match. But uh, I think I mentioned it last week on the uh, show with you uh, boys, Kyle. I feel like now th- the purpose of this, uh, you know, chaos match is I feel like uh, I don't I don't know. if Chris, I think Christian's taking the fall in this. And this is gradually going to pull the thread on the Christian heel turn. And then hopefully by the next pay-per-view, yes. we finally have Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. And we're finally going to have this. Christian Cage personality finally come back out, where he's going to just be a complete asshole. So, I I think a lot of people saw. Well, like, what, what about Jungle Boy getting this big win? If he's on television getting these wins in front of you, that you're going to realize, oh, okay, he's not just a goober. He's not just losing all the time. Like, it's not reverse babyface booking on WWE, right? He's top of mind. He's beating guys. He's not just like a guy that we're going to randomly just heat up all of a sudden just because. He's on like a team, and then his friend, who he thought was his friend, is going to turn on him because really, like in reality, he always thought he was a dick. Because if you go back within the last couple uh, weeks, you know he's always kind of throwing little jabs in here. He says, "Well, little buddy, I got this." Like when he was first talking up the Arthur Ash six man, and then I'm sure you could throw little jabs in there. And if let's say you know Jungle Boy somehow messes up and costs the match that's going to urge Christian to finally turn. And I think you're stirring the pot for the next pay-per-view in uh, 2022. But, and I, if I had to put money on the table right now, I think that opens the pay-per-view. I I think that's the match that opens the pay-per-view. What do you guys
1: think? Um, They're going to have to be careful with this and the Minneapolis street fight between inner circle and men of the Year American top team, because it's two multi-person brawling style matches so you don't want to be repeating stuff uh you want every match to be unique on a card so i think there's going to be a trick there hopefully you know maybe christian and, and jericho have a conversation before the match hey we're thinking about doing this in our match maybe don't do that in yours who knows so i could see this open up opening up the show for sure uh justin what do you think Six-man versus a one-on-one in tag team match. Do you care? Do you, is Are you disappointed that it's we're not getting two matches instead of one or, or, or we're getting one match instead of two?
2: So I got to say, Kyle, a few weeks ago, you had brought up some fantasy booking of the six-man match being Punk, Sting, and Darby versus MJF, Spears, and Wardlow. Um, and I hate to say it, bud, but I, I think, Tony Khan might be a, a, a tiny bit better booker than you.
1: Yeah, well, we didn't know what he had was the ace in the hole. Okay, we didn't know what he had. We'll get to Punk in a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, you know, not – not uh, look, we've got a six person here. But, I mean, as far as this goes, as far as this goes, I mean, it, do, do you think kind of merging everyone together yeah. is, is better, worse, indifferent with the Christian Jurassic Express versus the Super Click deal?
2: It's better because of the strength of this card. You don't need this split up considering everything else. Merge it together. Save those other matches for TV.
1: I agree with you. Yeah, I don't think we need a 10th match on the card. And Brian's right. Uh, Christian's going to turn heel. I think that's going to be the story coming out of it. All right, let's bring Tavon on the air. Tavon, you've been so patient. Uh, Thank you so much. Welcome to Top Rope Nation Extra. We're talking AEW Dynamite and Full Gear this Saturday. What's on your mind?
3: Uh, hey guys, uh, happy to um, be here. Um, already just watched the show and yeah, it was
2: uh, it was a good um, go away show.
1: Yeah, I mean there there certainly was. I mean, I think is there one match? That you are now more excited about uh, than you were two hours ago. Match? I was more. Yeah. Or did 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 this, did Dynamite get you more excited about any match in particular tonight?
3: I am. Um, yeah, I'm still excited from Hangman versus um, Kenny Omega.
1: Yes, that I think, like we talked about, was the most, you know, I think, traditional go-home angle that they did. Um, Do you want to hit on that now, Justin, or should we just save that? I kind of want to save it for the end, actually. I'll follow your lead, buddy. Okay. Um, All right. Something you did mention, though, uh, Justin, well, CM Punk, and you you got your shot at me. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something right now. No one's more objective than me. And you're right. Uh, What they wound up doing with CM Punk was much better than that idea. Now, keep in mind, when I offered that idea, what did we see on Tony Khan's notebook? Shit, I don't remember. What was it? It It was CM Punk and Wardlow was on that notebook. And remember, we were all like, hmm, I don't know about that one. Well, Tony Khan took the old eraser to the notebook, and he came up with something better, didn't he? Because holy Lord have mercy has CM Punk and Eddie Kingston taken the wrestling world by storm over the last seven days. Tonight, we got a recap on the incredible segment from Rampage. Justin, I don't know if you saw this in real time or you just, I think, I know you saw it before me. I was running like 20 to 30 minutes behind on Rampage Friday night. And both you and Ryan said, Kyle, you're going to love this segment. And you know, when somebody says that to you, you're like, all right. You know, it raises expectations. Mm-hmm. There is nothing you guys could have said that would have like led me to be disappointed about that segment. It was truly one of the great segments in the history of AEW tonight. There was a confrontation in the parking lot uh, between the two. I love the GIF that's made its way around the Twitter sphere of Kingston trying to do the end around and get by. That was great. <laughs> in the but he ran out of room with the car and. And Ruby Soho's blocking them. That that was good stuff. But Justin, is this the hottest match on the card? Or is it one A, one B with Paige and Omega?
2: I think it's gotta be one A, one B. Uh we'll okay. get to it. There's one there's one major factor with the championship match that I think puts that over the top. Uh but yeah, the mm-hmm. This is incredible because it, like you said, we all thought it was Wardlow. This seemed like it came out of nowhere. You had that uh, Players Tribune article with Eddie Kingston. That boy, yeah, I mean, it. You would have assumed going in, this is Punk's match to win, but boy, they. I've got some doubts now. I have some doubts.
1: Okay. How incredible is it that this is now the second pay-per-view in a row where people have doubt whether or not CM Punk's going to win? Remember, people weren't saying, oh, Darby might win. Punk wouldn't lose. That was a take from multiple people on Twitter. And now people are saying, oh, maybe he loses. I don't think CM Punk should lose in the in this situation. I think Eddie, we, we talked about, who did we met? I used the term bulletproof for earlier in the show. Ty Conti. Well, Eddie Kingston is even more bulletproof than Ty Conti. Eddie Kingston, you don't want to beat him too much. But he's a guy that you can see the finish in your head, right? Like he's given it all. He's kicked Punk's ass, but Punk maybe you know just pulls out one submission and like you know gets Kingston to pass out or something. Yeah, totally. In a dramatic thing, I, I think that's the finish. I think it would be wrong to beat Punk at this point, but yeah, the work the work Kingston's done on screen and off screen. You referenced the Players Tribune article absolutely par excellence
2: i agree with you 100 and i was going to get to that that i I don't think punk should lose i would love to see and maybe it's too early in this feud depending on how long it's going to go i'd like to see some blood i would like to see some blood
1: i think we're going to get blood you're right because (laughs) given the um you know nature of the feud you're gonna, that's another thing. We talked about the Minneapolis street fight and the Falls Con Anywhere match. You can't have blood in every match, Tony Khan, on this show. Otherwise, it loses its effect. We had blood in the go-home segment tonight with Hangman. Um, so, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. You know, again, I, I trust CM Punk and Eddie Kingston more than, even more than Hangman and Omega to, between the two of them, come up with something totally unique that stands out. Uh, from the rest of the card. I just think the magnitude of what Paige Omega will get that to stand up. But I just think the the work and how this match is going to be worked, I have a lot of faith in these guys. And, and yeah, it's 1A, 1B for me. What about you, Tavon? Are you looking forward to uh, – how much are you looking forward to seeing Punk Eddie Kingston? Is this uh, wet your whistle just like everybody else on the internet?
2: I'm actually um, looking forward to that match. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, everybody is. I mean, I was going to say, did, did they have you looked on Rampage Friday night? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Can I, yeah, can, so. I jump, can I jump in with a few thoughts, Kyle? Yeah, go ahead. So
2: they already kind of laid the groundwork. You know, I'm, I'm going back to the blood here. Uh, Eddie Kingston already said, doesn't care about pinning CM Punk. <laughs> and it has been how long since we've seen CM Punk bleed? Probably sometime outside of maybe accidents in uh, WWE since Ring of Honor days. and I, I just think that would be more meaningful than uh, having any kind of blood in any of the other matches that you referenced, the, the street White,
1: fight. The, when, when was the last time CM Punk had a little collar? Dog collar? That's a good question. I, You're telling me he'd have... You're telling me you don't think he had color in any WWE match? Not on purpose. I
2: There might have been an accident in a ladder match that it was totally unfree. But nothing But nothing that was for the story of the match.
1: What? Yeah, he, there was no blood in the Lesnar match at SummerSlam 2000. I've watched that enough times. You'd think I would just know. It was, it was you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. CM Punk, let's introduce you. Let's get you reintroduced to the Blade, buddy. Come on. Uh, i'm with you you're right i think i think you know him having color would would it would mean a lot you know more than just like you know some random guy in the 10-man minneapolis street Fight. all right everybody hold on justin and i have a lot to still get through on this show believe it or not so let's run through some things j man mjf and darby allen neither guy was live on dynamite i think that's okay though right
2: yeah they've they've had a lot of time in the last few weeks
1: uh, Agreed. There was a video package pretty late in the show. Uh, it turns out that video package aired while they were setting up the table for the contract signing. But when they went to that video package, I'm like, my God, this, contra- this contract signing angle might only get five minutes. But uh, they didn't even go to a commercial break before. So that was good. MJF's bodyguard, we did reference this. Uh, it was Brian who actually brought it up first. Uh, Wardlow was on this show. However, he won a squash match, a great squash match over Wheeler, Muta. Oh, my God, was that a good squash match. All those power bombs. I mean, this Wardlow looked like a future star doing that.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Wardlow really, really needed that.
1: Agreed. And, you know, when he, and we all assume it's when, not if, uh, turns on MJF, that will be, uh, you know, a good few. Uh, You know, it's time tested. You know, the bodyguard, you know, sick of getting abused. Turns on his abuser, and so that that should be good. But MJF and Darby, MJF's gotten a lot of heat uh, in the build to this. Who goes over at the pay per view? I think this is one of the toughest calls to make a pick.
2: Yeah, I mean, Darby lost at the last pay per view to Punk, obviously. Um, MJF
1: lost to Jericho. Yeah,
2: yeah. It it's almost a who's the more important pillar and to me that's mjf i i think you need to keep these th- the heel strong i i, I don't think there's as much depth on the roster when it comes to heels
1: yeah and plus what do you we all think they're doing in the last match of the show or the pay-per-view hangman crowning a new baby face champion yep. so you're gonna need heel. I, i'm with you I, I put a gun to my head please don't but uh, if you did i'm picking mjf uh, to win uh, Saturday. Lucha Bros, they are the AEW tag team champions. They will be taking on FTR, who are the AAA tag team champions at the pay per view. Pack beat Dax Hardwood tonight. Very good match, as we all thought it would be. Afterwards, Andrade and Malachi Black, lights go out. They come back on. They're in the ring. Heel beat down on Pack. Cody and the Lucha Bros make the save. In my notes, uh, as that was going on, I said, Will it be Cody and Pack against Andrade and Black at Full Gear? The answer, Justin, joint is yes, it is. Yeah, it is. So uh, I was I was assuming that was going to be added. I mean, Cody wasn't at the last pay per view, so um, you know that makes it nine matches at this show. I and again, I, I joked about it. I used the old monsoon adage: a main event in anywhere in any arena in the country. This is a main event in any arena in the country. Cody and pack versus Andrade and black.
2: Yeah. I, it. What who do, do you think goes over? I, I don't know. It feels like it has to be Andrade and black, right? Just because Cody, Cody oh. and Pac just, it's kind of random. I, I mean, they're just combined because of their hatred. Of I guess I, don't, I man, I don't know.
1: Yeah, this is like the hardest to call. And I'm not, and it totally depends where you go. Will Cody get booed at the pay-per-view? I hope so. I'm gonna boo him. <laughs> That's cheating, actually. I forgot. Of course you're gonna be there. So you can say, yes, someone will boo him. And then you can <laughs> boo him at the top of your lungs, come back and say, see, Kyle, I told you. Uh, back to the tag team title match. Lucha bros. If they were to lose to FTR, what an odd title run that would be. They won, you know, a match of the year contender against the Bucks in Chicago. We were there going crazy. Uh are called the best steel cage match he's ever seen in his life. Lucha Bros retain, retained, in your opinion?
2: F- FTR is protected by having those AAA Tag Team Championship belts. Uh, they can come back to this at a later time. Uh, and really, it, it kind of comes down to who you think might be the next Tag Team Champions. FTR already had them. Uh, if they get them a second time, I feel like it's going to be down the road a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, what did you think of Packing and Hardwood, Roger match, obviously? I, it
2: was my favorite match in the night. I freaking loved it.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, man, Dax is, is look, you know, we think of FTR as like these tag team specials, but he's been whipping work, hallelujah, as Ricky Ross said, my brother from another mother once, uh, in singles action. God, I mean, he's had a hell of a year. So, yeah, it was a great match. Uh, before we get to the main event segment, we should talk about a match that I know a lot of people... Uh, We're raving about online Uh, and this does not affect anything at the pay-per-view, but Leo Rush and Dante Martin against Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty. It is kind of a risk putting a match out like this on a go home show for a pay-per-view, but I think it speaks to the AEW audience how much it got over in the building. Right? Like, if you would put a, a match with guys comparable on the card in WWE on SmackDown two days before pay-per-view, that match dies a death in front of that crowd, does it not?
2: The the fear is it gets lost in the shuffle of all the pay-per-view stuff.
1: Yes. This, people, yeah, we've got a pay-per-view to talk, but, you know, Leo Rush, man, I, I wrote a Facebook, I was like, my God, is Leo Rush the man of the hour? This guy <laughs> with an incredible effort. I mean, look, he was another one of those guys that they said in WWE internally, attitude problem, right? That they were like, this guy thinks he should be at the top of the card. We think he should be managing Bob, managing Bob Lashley. <laughs> that, that, that was kind of worlds apart when it comes to those two thoughts. So, Leo man, look, there's a lot of high flyers in this business. You know, uh, he's teaming up with one of the very best uh, in Dante Martin. But Leo Rush, this guy stands out. Yes,
2: he does.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm. Give me more Leo Rush. Uh, by the way, my when he came to the ring, I should mention this. I've already texted you this, Justin. <laughs> he comes to the ring, you know, they're wearing all white, and my wife goes, it looks like he has a huge package. Man of the island. And I said, why are you ruining this match? <laughs> Man of the <laughs> I said, I wanted to see Leo Rush wrestling. I don't want to talk about Leo Rush's package. But, you know, quite frankly, I don't know. Maybe he was just excited to make his Dynamite debut. <laughs> Who knows? So we've got one segment left to talk about that we're going to bring this home, sports fans. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page will be wrestling this Sunday at the pay-per-view. Okay, we all know that. It's the AW World title match. Justin, I don't think this is a controversial statement. Adam Page must, 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 must win on Saturday. Any other ending is unacceptable. They have built this for a long time. It is his time. Everyone on Twitter, the bad faith actors that have been brainwormed by WWE booking, get out of here. It's Adam Page or bust, or we riot, as they say in Chicago, not, right?
2: Not only must he win, he's got to kick out of the one wing angel. What, I mean, what are you saving that for, other than maybe Kota Ibushi? Then for this moment to to absolutely make a star, a homegrown. St- Relatively speaking, a homegrown star, somebody who's never been affiliated with with WWE.
1: Yes, um, and so okay, they come out for the segment now. The first line in my notes was Don Callis has been curiously absent from the graphic, not just tonight, but for a while. There had been rumors abound on Twitter. What has happened to Don Callis? Well, turns out they just took him off TV. So he could show up dressed as the cameraman and attack Hangman Page. Were you thinking anything? Because the cameraman was clearly getting in the way a few times during this segment. Like he he was on the hard cam. Did you think anything of that at the time, Justin?
2: Not so much that time, but there was a moment right after that where the cable was obviously in the way. And that's when I started, you know, the wheel started turning. There's something going
1: on here. And right before he smashed, before Callis smashed Page with the camera, he was the camera was inching close. I'm like, that cameraman, somebody. And sure enough, it was Don Callis with the evil beard. So yep. Don Callis is back. He uh, presumably will be in the corner of Kenny Omega. At the pay per view, there was a video package earlier in the show hyping the match at the pay per view. I thought it was excellent as well. We joked about this contract st- signing starting late in the show, but by God, these guys nailed their promos. They said what they needed to say. Um, yeah, it, dude, it was
2: a it was a blessing that it wasn't super long. It it wasn't a bunch of BS back and forth like you get in a certain other promotion. They cut to the chase. They hit. All the right notes as far as the long-term storytelling has been, and, and they got to the you know bloody signing of the contract.
1: Yes. So after Page was busted open by the camera shot from Callus Omega, signed the contract in Hangman's blood. Um, this was a tremendous angle. It got everyone really jacked. Again, we all presume it's going to happen. I want to reiterate now: Hangman must 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 go over on Saturday. It is his time to do so. And excellent point by you. These talking segments don't have to be 20 minutes.
2: Nope.
1: As a matter of fact, they shouldn't be 20 minutes. Nope. As a matter of fact, I remember 15, 16 years ago, everyone saying, These fucking 20-minute segments don't open raw. Please kill us now. You know, um th- what else did they need to say? I mean, they've had months. Almost a year, more than a year, to hype this match. So we're finally here. Do you think, Justin, going into the pay-per-view, that this has the feel of a world title match that could be transformative for the promotion? We all assume the title is going to change hands, and that by its very nature is transformative. But does this match feel like it could cause a seismic shift in the promotion? By God, the Hangman Page here is upon us. Is that kind of what we're looking at here it, in your eyes? It
2: feels like a star-making moment. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do too. And, you know, we'll, we don't know until we are, you know, watching the end of the pay-per-view. How does the crowd react to them? But, yeah, I mean, the crowd's with them all the way. I think um, it's going to be one of the great moments in AEW history when. Not if, when Hangman Page defeats Kenny Omega this Saturday. Hey, they want to bring Okada in? That's something for Omega to do post-title run, you know? So, um, at some point, if they can do that. But uh, I am looking forward to it. Justin, I'm very jealous that you and Ryan get to go to the pay-per-view in Minneapolis. We are still working out behind the scenes here at Top Rope Nation when we will do our full gear review. But we will do one at some point. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say about tonight's telecast?
2: Great pod, Ross, man. I'm proud of you.
1: I tried. I've been sick for like two weeks, man. I think it's like bronchitis. It's not COVID. Please, <laughs> people. Do not do not send your cards as if I was Matilda recovering from a dog napping from the Islanders. I'm okay. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I, I've been a little down and out, but uh, made it through. Always fun to do a show with you. Always fun to be in the Spotify green room. Remember, folks, if you like this show and would like to listen to it on demand, it is very simple how you do that. You become a Patreon, a Patreon supporter, pardon me, uh, of the show. Not only do you get these shows on demand, you can listen to them whenever you want, but you get Top Rope Nation Classic, our monthly look uh, at an old pay-per-view the next one that we will be doing, this has been announced. I can say this, Justin. Survivor Series '96. Hmm. Some consider that the finest Survivor <laughs> Series pay per view of all time. Uh, of course, Bret Hart versus Steve Austin. They're less famous of the two uh, matches, big matches, but <laughs> a match of the year candidate and all time, or nonetheless. I, I know you're looking forward to talking about uh, Survivor Series in Madison Square Garden.
2: Absolutely. There, there, there's a lot going on in that time period. That's for sure.
1: The debut of The Rock on that same show. The debut of Doug Furness and Phil Lafon, for God's sake. Mm. I mean, if that doesn't get at least two uh, new Patreon subscriptions, I don't know what, though. Because um, <laughs> I'm going to be talking a lot about that. Um, and, of course, the hideous ending to Yokozuna's team versus Vader's team. So... That, I think, is it. That's all I've got. Justin, a great show here. Dynamite was absolutely fantastic tonight. Looking forward to the pay-per-view. Looking forward to breaking it down for all of you. Uh, We'll see you on the flip side. Uh, Until next time, peace.